This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. IowaCatholicRadio.com. That's IowaCatholicRadio.com. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. On today's show, we have best-selling author, blogger, and speaker Brandon Vaught, also the content director for Bishop Barron's Word on Fire Catholic Ministries, going to talk about his new return program. Now, you may have seen this already. Uh, today, Brandon's going to give five proven strategies to bring someone you know back to the Catholic Church. And I'm particularly drawn to this topic, folks, as uh, I know there's plenty of people in my life, and probably in yours, uh, that we'd like to return to the Catholic Church. Uh, one I was actually just with last night, but it's not easy, and nothing worth doing ever is. Here to help us in this quest is Brandon Vaught. Thanks for being a part of the show, brother. Hey, great to be with you, John. All right. We're going to get to the bright side, because quite frankly, you know this, the war's won. Christ Jesus, he's victorious. Uh, but in the meantime, there is a battle going on. And you mentioned this. In fact, there's some really sobering statistics on your program site, helpthemreturn.com. You say 6.5 people leave Catholicism for every one person who joins. 50% of young people who were raised Catholic are no longer Catholic today. And 79% of former Catholics leave the church before age 23. What happened? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, thankfully, we actually have a surprising amount of data answering this question. Why do people leave the Church? There have been a couple dioceses that have commissioned their own exit surveys where they essentially ask former Catholics, why'd you leave? And the data we have shows a couple surprising things. First, that the large majority of people who leave, roughly about 70%, say that there wasn't really one thing that pushed them away or drew them away but that they kind of just drifted away unintentionally, slowly over time. Hmm. So maybe they were attending Mass every week, and then it kind of became once a month, and then after a while they realized, you know, I haven't been to church in a while, I'm not really involved, I guess I'm not really Catholic. And so we find that most people who drift away from the church drift away gradually, and there wasn't one instigating moment that sent them out of the church. Now this is good and bad. It's bad because Sometimes these people can be ambivalent, and so the great hurdle is getting them to care about religious things. Right. But it's also good because it means there's not one big stumbling block that's keeping them from the Church. Kreef says he'd rather someone hate the Church than someone just be apathetic to it, right? Yeah, and so does God. I mean, look at the book of Revelation where uh, the Church at Laodicea, he says that uh, it's the lukewarm that he would spew out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. He would vomit out of his mouth. And so he prefers we're either hot or cold. You know, each of us has to decide. I love that. It, there's very few people you can quote there that can trump Peter Kreeft, in my uh, opinion, but you did that with the Lord there, so nice <laughs> job. Uh, my listeners know I'm a sports nut, all right? Good coaches, they always coach in bite-sized moments, I've, I've come to learn, meaning uh, you're down by 20 at the beginning of the third, coach doesn't look to the end of the game, he looks to the next five minutes, right? He wants you down by 12, and the next five minutes he wants you to cut that to five and so on. And I, what I mean by this is it can be easy, right, to get bogged down by the big numbers, but I want to look to um, look to maybe Maybe some of those people in our own lives that we know, and and you're going to give us five ways to really try and get them back. Uh, let's start with number one. Sure. The first thing, and it may be obvious, but it's so important, is to pray, fast, and sacrifice for your child or for your loved one. You know, think about 
St. Monica, who for decades, for decades, not just for a few months, but for decades, prayed that her young son, Augustine, would give up his wild lifestyle. You know, he was a, a typical 21st century teenager, but, uh, you know, uh, one, 1,500 years ago, he was partying in the streets. He spent most of his time carousing with his friends. He had a mistress whom he moved in with without being married. They had a child out of wedlock. I mean, this is a very familiar trajectory for many parents today, but she didn't give up. She didn't say, oh, you know, it's hopeless that my son will ever turn his life around or come back to faith. She prayed, she prayed, she prayed. She offered sacrifices for her child. She fasted for her child. She tried to move in in his circle to find other people who could plant seeds of truth and love in his life. And eventually it paid off. Again, it took decades. It took a couple decades in her case, but that's the first and most important step is to pray. Pray not just that God moves in your child's life, but pray that God stirs your own heart and gives you the right words to say at the right time. So that's the first step. Pray, fast, and sacrifice. I get a lot of parents that will say, how can I bring my, my son or daughter back to the church or maybe a husband or a wife? Uh, and and I, 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 a lot of times will follow up with, well, it's going to be difficult for you to do it but someone else might be able to. Um, and so one of the things that I've really tried to help people uh, to do is to pray that someone can come into their life, someone else can come into their life and, and instruct them. Are you finding that? Do you find that in, in your research that young people, maybe they're just more apt to listen to someone else other than mom? Yeah, in many cases, that's true. I mean, using the example we just highlighted with St. Augustine and his mother, St. Monica, right. that's how it played out for him. Monica was able to plant a seed into the heart of St. Ambrose, who was the bishop of Milan, and uh, it was ultimately Ambrose who met with Augustine, who talked with him. Ambrose was kind of the first philosophically sophisticated Christian he had ever met. He thought most Christians were just sort of dumb figures who just accepted everything without evidence, but then he met Ambrose, a serious philosopher and theologian, and so they met together, and, and eventually Ambrose is the one who baptized him. So maybe for your child or for your loved one, you might not be the right person. You might not speak their language. Maybe your child is, uh, is falling under the sway of science, thinking that science has disproved God, and, and most of scientific advancements has made God unlikely, if not impossible. Well, maybe you need to find a scientifically-minded friend who can step in and have good conversations with your child. Mm. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, and prayer's applicable there, too. Pray that God sends the right people into their lives to move them closer to Him. Brandon Vaught's my guest here on Your Catholic Life, uh, popular speaker, popular author, and blogger as well, giving us five proven strategies to bring someone you know back to the Catholic Church. Number one, pray, fast, and sacrifice. Number two? Number two would be to equip yourself. Equip yourself. Chances are, once you start uh, having conversations with your child about why they left the church, you're going to pinpoint a few different objections or stumbling blocks that either caused them to leave or are keeping them away. So the second step is to equip yourself. You want to understand inside and out how to respond to some of these critical issues. You don't have to know all of them. In fact, before this step, I would recommend just asking your child the simple question, why did you drift away from the church and what's keeping you away? So that'll help you to hone in on maybe one or two major stumbling blocks. And then do your research. Go visit websites like catholic.com, which is the website for Catholic Answers, or wordonfire.org, which is Bishop Barron's website. 
and find the best resources on those objections and study up. So that way you're equipped to have the conversations you need with your child. I was going to say, I, in fact, I was just going to go there because you have access to so many different resources. I was going to ask what some of the best ones are. And uh, I, I think you're right. Catholic.com, Word on Fire. Bishop Barron does a great job with YouTube, especially if, if you're listening right now, friends, and you're thinking, uh, I, I'm not a reader. I, I come across a lot of people anymore that, uh, you know, I'm a big reader, uh, ferocious but I understand um, some people just, they're not wired that way. He is the master of YouTube. Is he up over, what, a million, two million views? Brandon, do you know? Oh, yeah, we're at 17 million. Oh. Excuse me. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> All right. 17 million uh, people and clicks on, on his YouTube channel. That's incredible. All right, so we want to pray fast and sacrifice. We want to equip ourselves. There's many. And, and really, when it comes down to it, Brandon, there's we are at a time uh, in history where there has never been more resources to help in that. That's right. Yeah, I mentioned some of them already. I mean, there's many, many more. Yeah. You can find the answer. Eloquent, coherent persuasive answers to any objection that a non-Catholic would have on the internet. So just do a simple Google search or visit any of these sites and you'll find more articles and videos than you know what to do with. Number three of the five proven strategies to bring someone you know back to the church. The third strategy is to plant seeds in his life. So for most people coming back to the church, it's a long, gradual process. It won't happen during one conversation. There won't be one particular moment where they go from being a former Catholic to seeking baptism or reconciliation. Chances are it takes a long time in most cases. So what you need to do during that time, however, is plant seeds of truth and love. So let me give you some specific examples. Uh, first, love your child or, or love your loved one unconditionally. They need to become, become convinced that you care about them as a person and what's best for them. You're not solely interested in just getting them to come back to your church so that you can feel better about yourself. They, they need to know that you care about what's best for them, and you're convinced that coming to Christ through His church is, is what's best for them. But they need to know that you love them unconditionally, even if they never come back to the church. That's a tough thing for many parents or grandparents to take, but your child needs to know that no matter what they decide, you're always going to love them. So that's the first seed you need to plant is unconditional love. Hmm. And then uh, there are several others, but I'll mention one more here. In the return book, I talk about what I call seed gifts. So these would be CDs or books or DVDs that you can plant in your child's life just to get them thinking about these very important religious questions. So some of the best seed gifts would be things like, Bishop Barron's Catholicism DVD series, um, some books by Matthew Kelly or Scott Hahn, maybe some CDs on some basic Catholic topics. So these just kind of get the ball rolling. Now, sometimes your child might ignore them. Uh, I, I have a friend who left the church and came back, and while he was gone, his mother put CDs on his desk and even put CDs in his car, and he threw them out the car window. Mm. He, he was so offended that she was trying to shove this down his throat. But one day, he picked up one of them and for some reason decided to play it, and he listened to it, and it changed his life. He ended up being the spark that led him back to the church. So plant these seed gifts in their life, even if you don't think they're bearing much fruit. And over time, chances are one of them will take root and grow into something bigger. And now, as we said before, with the abundance of resources, it's also very inexpensive to do. I mean, you can go to Dynamic Catholic and get those books, uh, many of them free. Uh, you can get some for 2 and $3. Of course, uh, Word on Fire has very inexpensive resources as well. And then just the Internet in general, sometimes even send in a simple email with an article, hey, check this out. I've found that that actually works with many of my friends. 
uh, who are, are atheists or who have left the church uh, completely because they actually like dialoguing and getting into that conversation. They like that stuff. For a people that don't like to talk about God, they really like to talk about God. Brandon. Yeah, I, I think these seed gifts can help with that. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't know how to talk about God to my child, you know, but hey, Bishop Robert Barron does. And yep. so get the Catholicism DVD series, and maybe one night you say to your child, hey, will you watch one of these episodes with me? Because I'm just really curious to hear what you think about this. You know, here's this hour-long episode where Bishop Barron talks about the, the proofs for God or the arguments for God. And I'm really, I want to know what you think about it. I want to know if you think they're good or whether there's something wrong with them. You know, so these are great ways to get the conversation going when you don't feel equipped. Give them a book and say, hey, I'm really curious what you think about this. You know, so read it over the next few weeks and tell me what you think. So even if you feel tongue-tied, even if you feel inadequate, use some of these resources to do the heavy lifting for you. Best-selling author and speaker Brandon Vaught is my guest. That's V-O-G-T. Number four of the ways we can get uh, someone we love back to the church. So the next step is to start the conversation. Now, for most people, this is the hardest part. This is the part where you actually have to sit down with somebody and start talking about why they drifted away from the church and what's keeping them away. Now, I found that these two questions, what caused you to leave the church and why haven't you come back? You know, what's keeping you away? They're things that people who have left the church often never think about. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've asked, you know, why... So why aren't you Catholic, or why haven't you come back to the church? And they'll say, you know, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess there's not really any big reason. I just haven't considered it for a while. Just asking that question sort of puts the, puts the pebble in their shoe and gets them thinking, you know, I, I guess I don't have a good reason why I, I'm not Catholic or why I drifted away. But you've got to have that conversation. Now, I talk to parents, and they say, I can't talk to my child about this or my loved one because, you know, they'll just blow me off, and it'll make things worse. But but really think about the worst thing that could possibly happen. If you talk to your child and say, hey, can I ask you something? I've been thinking about this for a while. I was reading a book about people leaving the church, and I know that you know you were Catholic for a while. We raised you in the church, and now you don't go to Mass anymore. I'm just curious, you know, why, why, why did you drift away? What caused you to leave? The worst that could happen is that they could just say, that's a stupid question, and then just storm off out of the room. Sure. That's the worst that could happen. It, it'd be awkward for you know, a few minutes— and maybe it might take a few days for that to kind of simmer out and play out. But the, in the worst-case scenario, that's all that happens. And maybe a couple weeks later, you bring it up again. But I think if, if you realize the stakes that we're talking about the salvation of your loved one or your child, the worst-case scenario doesn't even pale to what could possibly be gained, drawing your child or your loved one back to Jesus through his church. So it's worth taking the risk to open up a conversation about faith. And the problem isn't that talking to them isn't working. The problem is that lecturing them isn't working, right? And so what you're asking for is kind of a two-way street. That's a great distinction, John. Yeah, I talk about that often in the book, that this is a dialogue. It's not a conversation. And all the tips that apply to having great dialogue in general apply to this sort of thing. So listen more than you speak. Reflect back what your loved one says. So you can say, like, let me make sure I'm getting this right, you know, because sometimes I hear what I want to hear instead of hearing what you actually say. So let me understand this. You're saying that you drifted away from the church because you weren't getting anything out of it. You weren't being spiritually fed, and so you saw no point in it. Is that right? By reflecting back what they said, you you diffuse the tension and make them much warmer to unveiling more of what's going on inside their head. So 
So all these basic tips you need to take into account. What they don't want is nagging, lecturing, ordering them to go back to mass. None of that works. In fact, it makes things worse. So what we need to do is have an open dialogue with lots of questions, trying to identify why they left and what's keeping them away. Uh, let's go to number five here with Brandon Vaught. We're talking about the proven strategies to bring someone you know back to the church. Number one was pray, fast, and sacrifice. Number two is equip yourself, of course, with the many different uh, resources that are out there to aid you in this conversation. Uh, number three is to plant seeds. And number four, listen and ask good questions. Number five. Number five is to close the loop. Now, this is a step that I see many people miss. They they run through the first four steps. They're praying, they're equipping themselves, they're having great conversations after planting seeds. But then things kind of just fizzle out over time. The person that they're in dialogue with, that they're trying to evangelize, never takes the final step to reconcile themselves with the church. And that's usually because the person who's trying to evangelize never closed the loop. And here's what I mean by closing the loop. I mean connecting the final dots that will draw someone back to the church. This could be something like inviting that person to go to confession. Maybe they haven't been to confession in 10 or 20 years. Usually if someone's drifted away from the church and they were baptized and confirmed Catholic, usually, though not always, but usually the only thing keeping them away from fully reconciling with the church is a good confession. Mm -hmm. So Closing the loop would helping would be accompanying them or encouraging them or, or joining them in a period of confession with the priest. So that's one way to close the loop. Another way is just to invite them to connect with the priest. You might say, "Oh, I'm so glad that you're interested in, the, in these religious questions. It sounds like you're you're at least intrigued by the idea of coming back to the church. Let's go meet with Father Joe. You know, I think he could give you some really good advice and maybe talk through some of the things that are still keeping you away." So connecting them with the priest, the priest will be able to help close the loop, too. Yeah, I, so don't just I, go leave ahead. it in the, in the last stage, you know, where you're having great dialogue about what, what kept them away and why didn't they come back. Close the loop and make sure you fully reconcile them with the Church and Jesus Christ. I love what you say here, uh, the, the simple invitation and what that can actually do uh, for someone, and, and how vulnerable people maybe uh, are. Uh, when they when they go and partake in things by themselves, my listeners know I, I lost about 110 pounds. Right, I, I didn't go to the gym uh, by myself those first six to eight weeks. I had someone that brought me there, that helped me, that you know was encouraging me when I was thinking everyone else was looking at a 310 pound guy on uh, you know running on a treadmill at you know 2.4 miles per hour making fun. It was one of those things, and and I think. In some ways, people can seem vulnerable uh, when they walk into a, a church by themselves or to confession. So that invitation is huge. Yeah, I agree. And most people who have been away from the church for a long time will definitely feel uncomfortable about anything related to the institutional church. This would include going to Mass, going to confession, talking with the priest, even attending a parish event. So you have to do this very delicately, and the spirit of accompaniment is the key. You got great stuff uh, going on, man. I, I want people to go and uh, and check this program out. You can just go to helpthemreturn.com, helpthemreturn.com, or brandonvaught.com, correct? That's right. You got it. If you go to helpthemreturn.com, you'll get a series of free videos, which kind of covers some of these basic aspects, and that'll lead you into the full return program. Uh, but I also wanted to mention that for a limited time, I'm giving away free copies of the paperback book called Return, How to Draw Your Child Back to the Church. And listeners can find that at freereturnbook.com. So there you have it, friends. Five proven strategies to bring someone you know back to the Catholic Church. Remember the words of John Paul II. Don't be afraid. Just say yes.
Make yourself available to the Holy Spirit. Let him speak through you. Brandon's got some great ways to help us in that. Again, brandonvot.com, everyone. Helpthemreturn.com as well. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.